You are listening to Nathan Chansky, and this is the Passion with Purpose podcast. Are you an aspiring creative entrepreneur or established small business owner with a fuel to pursue the things that light you up like nothing else? If so, you are in the right place, my friend. My name is Nathan Shansky, and I'm a photographer and photography business educator. On this podcast, I'm here to drop nothing less than weekly truckloads of business and marketing tips, mindset shifts, and transformative wisdom from my life and career to bring you into the highest potential self that God created you to be. I will see you right here each week and let's commit to learning, growing, and achieving our goals together one bold step at a time. All right, so today I am so excited to have the Cassidy Lynn on the show today. Cassidy is a Michigan wedding photographer AKA my neighbor, because <laughs> we're actually both based in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And she's a turn photography educator. So she not only loves capturing couples and does an incredible job at photographing couples, but she can also make a yummy matcha. And you'll probably find her scrolling a TikTok on the average day. So she has quickly become a household name in the photography industry. You probably already know her name. If you don't, you're about to. And she's a massive social media following on Instagram and TikTok. And she also has her own photography podcast called Oh Shoot. I have the pleasure of speaking with Cassidy today on all things personal branding, marketing, yourself in the current market of 2022 how to show up to build connection instead of just stuffy professionalism. And she even dishes in on some windows into her personal life. So this is like a jam-packed episode. I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it. And I feel like we could have talked forever. It was it was the best. So I'm so excited to share an episode like this. It's just going to, I think you will absolutely love it and get so much out of it. Before we get into the episode, I am just going to straight up ask if you could rate and review this podcast, my podcast, I would love that. Like I show up here every single week, actually twice a week, completely for free. And you know, I do that because I love it. I love showing up for you guys, but I would also love if you could leave me a written review of the podcast. Like if there's any way that you want to like thank me or like give me a shout out or whatever, like that's like probably my favorite way. There's so many of you that have sent me like the nicest, nicest messages, like DMs on Instagram. And that means the world to me. Don't worry. Like I screenshot those. I save those for a rainy day. I really do. Um, But you could literally just like copy and paste that exact same DM into your review, like that exact same copy into into a like not professional, an official review. Um, You can write it as if you were writing just straight up to me. It doesn't have to be like to the masses. Like seriously, if I had a review, I was thinking about this. If I had a review for every like sweet DM I've gotten, I have so many more reviews that I have now. And reviews, like if they're in the front end of my podcast, like they are automatically promoting the podcast and they're helping me grow the podcast. And um, they're a way to tell someone who's never experienced my show, like, hey, this is worth your time. If you, you know, I know this episode is like an hour long, or like I know this episode is like 15 minutes long, or, you know, getting engrossed in a new podcast takes some, you know, commitment of time, but it's going to be worth your time. That's what it's telling them. And no one can really tell them that but you as like a listener who's already been invested in the show. So it helps me get this podcast out further, helps me get guests on the show, builds credibility, all that good stuff. So I would absolutely love it if you could take a second, just pause this and write me a review. That would be me in the absolute world. Okay, we will get right into the episode. Let's do it. 
right, Cassidy, welcome to the show. So happy to have you today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on your podcast. Oh, thank you. And you were like, it was really cool because you were one of the first podcast interviews I ever did. So no I'm so excited to like oh actually have you on my podcast. It's coming full circle. Your interview is like literally such a popular one. Like I always like go back and look at my analytics That's and I so always crazy. look at yours and your numbers are always growing. That's so. so crazy. That makes me feel like way too cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. So anyway, thank you so much for being here. Um, for those that don't know you, which like, I don't know if anybody lives under the uh, rock and they don't know about you. Um, (laughs) but can you like give a little bit of a brief background on you just as a person and then how you started your business and how you got it to where it is today? Yes. So for all of you rock dwellers, hello, I'm Cassidy. Um, (laughs) I am a Michigan wedding photographer. So I actually live very, very close to Nathan. Never met him in person before, but we live basically in the same area. Um, And I started doing weddings back in college. Um, That's kind of where I started my business. Um, So started with weddings, obviously like just shooting for free and literally word of mouth growing from there. Um, basically when COVID and like work from home hit is when I started just for fun posting on TikTok and doing photography education stuff on there. I was, um, working as a photography teacher at the college that I was working at as well. It's kind of like a big jumbled story there. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was like, I know how to teach people. So I kind of was doing weddings, you know, 20, 25, 25 a year, and then doing photography education on TikTok and you know, it just kind of started growing from there. I realized I really liked that. So I've been kind of splitting my time between photography education and um, shooting weddings. Basically, here I am. That, yeah, that's it. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. And how do you find like, this is kind of a random question, but how do you find like the balance between ultimately you're running those two businesses? You're running both photography, serving your clients, serving couples, and then you're also running kind of a educational business, not even kind of like a full educational business. So how do you find those like weave in together or do you separate them or just like, mm-hmm. how do you find balance? I definitely think they weave in together. Even like when I'm posting about photography and teaching people photography, I book stuff from that. Um, yeah. It's funny how even like, even though I hardly really post anything geared towards clients anymore. And I'm booking more than ever. Um, Hmm. and it's just, I don't, it just very easily intertwines. I definitely have days where I'm like, okay, today I'm working on client work. You know, I'm doing emails and I'm editing and, you know, I'm checking up on people, whatever. But then I also have days where I'm working on education stuff. So like content planning, um, you know, social media, planning courses, whatever it is, you know, launching presets, whatever it is that Mm -hmm. I want to do. Like I, kind of just separate the days, but they they do intertwine very well, which I think is fun because we're we're gonna talk about building a brand and stuff. But I think when you build a brand, like it it works for education, but it also works for photography because you're just being yourself. Yeah. So it works either way. You yeah. Know? Absolutely. So in terms of kind of like building the brand that you have today, it sounds very personal brand esque. And it sounds very yeah. it's, it's almost like it transcends just one narrow niche or one narrow specialty. So like for you, how would you say you approach branding as a whole? Like how how is that like an approach for you? Yeah. 
the biggest thing, like when I think about branding, the first thing that pops into my head is authenticity and also just being yourself. (laughs) It's funny that you ask about branding because going into building my business, never once did I think I am building a brand right now. So when I started building my presence on social media or building my wedding business, I really wasn't like... I'm building a brand. Like mm-hmm. you if, if anyone has seen like my past logos and colors and websites, it's very obvious. Homegirl was not I shot he was not planning a brand by any <laughs> means. But now I think the fact that I have this brand, but I wasn't planning a brand shows that it kind of starts with literally just doing what feels right for your business, like posting what feels authentic to you and um, creating a website that feels like something that you enjoy, taking photos that you enjoy. And then all together collectively, that becomes your brand. It, it's not like sit down and figure out like, this is how I want to shoot. This is how I want to appear on social media. It's just like, that's what happens, you know? Yep, absolutely. And it's almost like it's beyond just making profit or it's beyond just building like one single business. It's actually showing up almost with a level of energy that people can tangibly see. And they're like, oh, this is exactly what she was supposed to do. Like she loves doing this. Like she's showing up with an energy that's infectious. And I think people notice that, especially nowadays, because you see so much video content. And I know you are so into the video content. So it's like people, like you can't hide behind something that you don't actually like. And so like, it's so clear that you love what you do and you're building more than just, uh, just like one stream of income or something like that, just to like get you by. It's like, you're actually fulfilling your passion. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because even starting from like when I first was a wee little high schooler, (laughs) I have always been into the entrepreneur life. So I did wedding hair in high school and was booked out for prom for hair. And even in like elementary school, I was selling candy bars for classroom points, like classroom dollars. And I feel like it's just something that just starts with like, I don't know how you're raised or if it's just in you, I don't know. Um, But I feel like I've always been an entrepreneur. And then when I found a passion that I really like, so photography, that's when I was like, I'm an entrepreneur. I also like photography. Boom. Photography business, you know? And then... From there, it's like, oh, I can teach too, and all these different things. Um, a, an important thing you said, you mentioned something about like, um, like selling to people or making profit. I don't, I don't remember exactly what you said. Yeah. But something that popped into my head was the idea of like when it comes to just social media and your brand in general, people don't want to feel like they're being sold to. Yeah. You know, like when I am, I don't know, looking at an influencer's page or I'm on social media, I don't want to feel like, like when I see an ad, I scroll right past it immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it'll yeah. go away. Like this is an ad, no way. <laughs> but, but when you are like authentically pushing products and services, because yeah. you genuinely like them and whatever, like th- that's when I feel like it's like the secret sauce of like yeah. running a profitable business um, with a brand. Yep. Sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent there. No, but. I fully agree with that because it's also, you, you can actually see somebody promoting something that they truly believe in. And, and you see, it's almost like the difference between being part of like a product and then being part of a movement. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody wants to be part of a movement or a belief, or they want to be part of like, 
just like an excitement and a group of people. And that's like so much more exciting and exhilarating than just being like, oh yeah, I'm just going to, I just want to be, you know, part of this product launch for somebody or something like that. Like it's so much better when you're actually involved in someone's passion and you're actually involved in more of a movement. Right. No, 100%. And it's like, like, for example, um, I just bought all of Hailey Bieber's skincare. Every single thing that she launched, I bought <laughs> oh all goodness. of it. Okay? And <laughs> the reason I did that is because I'm so freaking invested in her as a person. I get like, yeah. okay, she's a celebrity. Like, she has a big reach, whatever. She's a, she's married to Justin Bieber, blah, blah, blah. But like, truly, like, it's the fact that she... It was something that she was so passionate about. Something that sure. she was known for, her skin... And that you launch a product for it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is yep. like, I need this. And it's the same thing when it comes to photography. Like when you're so creative and specialized in photos and it's like, you're so good at candids or you're so good at what whatever it is that you specialize in, like people will take note of that. Mm-hmm. And be, then as a result, will invest in your services because you're offering something that is literally you. And it's like, yeah. you're passionate about it and people can see that. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's so cool. I was just telling um, my wife because she was telling me about Haley Bieber's skincare line, and I'm sure she's gonna like convince me to buy it. <laughs> I mean, for herself, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> um, but I was just telling her about Rihanna's makeup line because, like, there's no other. I feel like in the celebrity world, there's like so many makeup lines that kind of flop because yeah. it's from a celebrity. But for some reason, mm-hmm. hers has just like emerged as this like incredible powerhouse brand and you just kind of look at it and you're just like wait why and it's almost Mm -hmm. like i think somehow she's figured out a way to build uh more of like a personal brand or even just like a brand that transcends just her music whereas Mm -hmm. so many others you know it's like so obvious like you you're not not that passionate about this right you're just trying to get another stream of income or something like that yeah um so yeah that's so cool by the way so random but did you go to college when you like had graduated high school Yes, I did. You did. Did you like your experience in college? (laughs) So my experience was a little different. I went to a one-year Bible college, um, basically just got Bible credit so I could transfer to Liberty University online. Um, And then from there, I did um, business administration and digital marketing was my major. Um, At the same time, I was working a full-time job for the Bible college I went to full-time as their photographer while also being a full-time student. So I didn't really feel like I went to college uh, because I was working at the same time. But I feel like that's where I got a lot of my time management skills was getting a degree while working literally 40, 50 hours a week doing photography. Um, I I would wake up at 6 a.m., sometimes 5 a.m. to finish my accounting homework before work. And I literally (laughs) hated my life. But... Like that's that's what I had to do because accounting was so hard. Yeah. So yeah, that that was my college experience. I feel yeah. like I did learn a lot, and a lot of what I learned in college, I definitely apply to what I do now. Um, you know, marketing, advertising. I feel like I do a lot of that, so uh-huh. I do think it was beneficial. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like you went to a good college, and I honestly love the fact that you still worked through it because there's so many. I didn't work through my college experience. I was like all in. Like there was okay. zero way I could have like worked through it because it was like so freaking hard. Um. <laughs> Um, and like, yeah, I, yeah. Mm-mm. But I think that's so cool that you were able to get like a lot of experience throughout that time. Because I always like to ask people yeah. just like, did you go to college? And like, what was your experience? Especially entrepreneurs, because it's just so interesting to hear like everybody's different 
paths of how they got to where they were and yes. like what their educational journey was to get to where they were. Cause some people are like all in the education. Some people are like completely, they skip it or I don't know anything like mm-hmm. that. So that's so, so yeah. interesting. Can I tell you my two cents on going to college? Just oh, really go for quickly. it. I just recorded a <laughs> podcast about going to college. So I'm oh, all really? ears. Yeah. On brand. Okay. So, um, I, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to major in, um, I was like, oh, I'm going to major in entrepreneurship. Okay. And as I thought about it harder and harder, I was like, wait a minute. Entrepreneurs don't major in entrepreneurship. They just go and be an entrepreneur. Do you know what yep. I mean? Oh, so I know I, exactly what you mean. So once I thought about that, I was like, I'm going to get a business degree, like something that's kind of more specific and can be specialized in something that I think is going to be helpful for me yeah. versus like, I'm going to major in being an entrepreneur. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur, don't major in entrepreneurship. <laughs> like, I just like, I, I didn't go down that road and may, maybe it can be helpful. I don't know. But I've heard of people like majoring in it and I'm kind of just like, why? Yeah. Like, you know, it's like... Uh, There's I so much know. more out there that you can get your like actual feet wet with something and and yeah. put that money towards actually starting a business. I, I, I thought the same thing when mm-hmm. I was in college and there were so many people that were, uh, you know, majoring in entrepreneurship. And I definitely wondered, I mean, maybe it is, I'm sure they're getting some value out of it and they're teaching like a lot of good principles for entrepreneurship, which is awesome. Right. However, I do think that entrepreneurship is one of the most like ever evolving positions you can have. And so like, I just don't know how that can be taught yeah. for a lifelong journey in entrepreneurship. I feel like it's probably better that you just get out there and experience it. But right. I digress. That's okay. neither here nor there. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, but anyway, so um, so we kind of talked about the difference between like just building a profitable business and then building a brand. So for like creative entrepreneurs or photographers out there who are listening, what's would you say is like your biggest tip for building a brand, not only in general, but like more specifically in 2022, like as modern as we are? Yes. Um, the biggest thing you can do, the most important thing, if anyone takes anything away from this episode is this. Okay. I'm telling everyone, <laughs> this is what you should take away. Give it to us. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Pause for a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> um, the biggest thing, be real, show your face, stop being businessy. Um, hmm. like I said, people don't like to feel like they're being sold something. And when we are so focused on building a brand that is like professional and businessy, mm-hmm. we forget that like that's not really what people want to see. Like yeah. people will go above and beyond and they'll fly photographers from Michigan to Italy yeah. to shoot their wedding because they feel like they know the person. And I think yeah. that is like the biggest thing you can do for your brand right now is create connection with people. Yes. Um the the less that you're businessy, the better. And obviously, you need to be professional. Like, don't go on your Instagram and start venting and I don't know, crying. And you know, you could you could be vulnerable, but right. like, you know, keep keep it professional to a level. But the business part of it, where like you're only showing your work like everywhere, and I think that is going away. That's like yeah. 2020, 2021. We're saying goodbye to that. Um, right now, people are really into a story. That is yeah. like. Storytelling is a huge th- part of building your brand, telling your story, telling your client's story. That's where connection comes from. So yeah. um, another thing that 
is just like a small tidbit of something that I thought of was doing what everyone else is doing. Um, I think that's a huge mistake that a lot of people make mm-hmm. is looking at other photographers and other people's brands and being like, okay, I'm going to do what they're doing because that's it's working for them. That's what I'm going to do. Um, you because like brands are so personal, you can't copy and paste. Like there's no Mm -hmm. like one right answer to how to build a successful brand because it's different for everyone. So I want to encourage people also to like pave your own way and stop being basic, you know? (laughs) Stop being basic. There you have it, folks. (laughs) No, it's true. Yeah, that's the end. (laughs) No, but it's so true because like there's so much that is recycled and I don't think it ever... Uh, gets anywhere because it's just it's recycled from somebody else's like brand and mm-hmm. I think the name of the game now is actually being different and finding a way to stand out like even I find in reels these days there's so much of the same and I, if I can like figure out a way to like be different then it's like I can actually stand out even if it's yeah. like something that makes me feel so uncomfortable it's like well if it makes me feel uncomfortable it's probably a step in the right direction because it yeah. probably makes everyone else feel uncomfortable as well you know so I fully yeah. agree with that also you had said something about like how yeah, at the beginning the first point was basically don't get in this completely like professional corporate salesy mindset and mm-hmm. start selling that way because that can just be such a turnoff to people. And I could not agree more, especially as a modern tip for 2022, because that is just the name of the game these days is like, you can't, you can't get in your head of like, Oh, I just have to like sell this product and come off as like the salesman. People will be turned off by it. It's funny because this is actually a tip. This is just coming to me now, but this is a tip I just like learned from you, not specifically you, which is really cool, um, that I didn't even, I don't even think you were necessarily intentionally doing it maybe. Um, but basically <laughs> okay. it was it was back when you were launching your Back to the Basics course for the first time, I think. Mm-hmm. And you had launched it like the week after I launched my first course. And <laughs> I remember it was so interesting because when I launched my first course, it was like, it was basically like a week of launch period. And for me, I remember that that was all I posted about, all I posted on my story about. And it was just like everything was about the product, right? Yeah. And it's because I was like, well, I want it to be very clear and intentional. Um, and that's how I saw a lot of other people marketing their product launches. It's just like all about the product launch, right? And that's yeah. what I had seen. And I'm like, okay, I think that's what is the right thing to do. But then I remember you launched your product the next week. And I noticed something, I don't know if you did this intentionally, but you basically, uh, the way you showed up on like your stories or whatnot, were you were just like doing your normal thing, just posting (laughs) your normal content. And then it was like, oh, by the way, I'm also launching this course. And then I'm going to reinforce that but I'm not going to stop the steady stream of like my normal content. And I did that for my last launch for my presets. And I remember my engagement was so much higher because I think people were just like, so people were like, Oh, like we don't have to just drown him out because he's selling to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And obviously like sales is, sales is a good thing. I never want people to think that sales is a bad thing and selling mindset is a bad thing. It's a good thing. But I think just to keep that mindset of like people want to connect with you as a person, they don't just want to have you always like sell, sale, sale, sale. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. It's it's almost like you have to be 
hi, I'm a photographer. This is what I'm doing today. This is what I'm editing. This is what I'm shooting today. By the way, I'm booking 2023. Yeah. And I'm going to bed. Good night, everyone. You know, like, <laughs> it, it's like you you can't feel like it's intentional. Um, right. You know, it's almost like when you see, um, I don't know, a TikTok or a reel about, you know, someone showing their favorite clothing item. It's like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, this is my favorite jacket ever. Like, this is where it's from. I love it. I wear it so much. That could be sponsored. Yeah. But it's like the fact that it feels like it's just a part of their content. Yeah. That, that's what sells. Um, exactly. And yeah, I, I don't usually encourage people to like just straight up post like, you know, like you can go in mm-hmm. Canva and like make like, I don't know, like a bunch of very on-brand... Um, boring stories like the, yeah. you know they can be interesting but they're very like you go into Canva like they look like you spent time on them <laughs> yeah um i usually don't encourage people to do that very often like you said your engagement i feel like plummets a lot like if you're going to yeah. talk about something on your story film yourself and like yeah. put captions with it because i feel like that is so much more real than just like here's some slides from Canva and then mm-hmm. that's it you know and then you yeah. do that for a whole week um i definitely don't think it was completely intentional when I did that, but also like I, w- I was working with, um, a marketing guy who was helping me with my launch. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of what I was doing was he, he, he had a lot of input in that. So I think his strategy definitely helped with kind of like the launch of that. So if anyone's like, Oh my gosh, your launch was brilliant. I'm not that brilliant. It was so I hired <laughs> someone to help me be brilliant. <laughs> yeah. You hired him. So that's still like part of your brilliance. I guess so. Yeah. That's awesome. No, I love that tip. I think that's such a good one. Um, So do you see any key mistakes kind of like, and obviously this is probably kind of what we already touched on of just kind of like being way too overly salesy, but are there any Mm -hmm. other, whether it's like more specific mistakes that you see uh, creatives or photographers making in their brands these days? Yes. um, A huge thing that comes to my mind when you ask that is everyone trying to be the bestie photographer. Okay. Mm. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, I don't feel like I'm the bestie photographer. Like, I feel like I'm kind of like somewhat like maybe like like your friend photographer, but I'm not your bestie. I don't think. Yeah. But there are some people that have the bestie personality, and mm-hmm. that's great. But I don't think that everyone has that personality. And you know, everyone's like, "Oh, we're gonna go and we're gonna um, rock climb before we're gonna get to know each other." And like, yep. I'm gonna be texting you all the time. Like, that's not me. I like to keep things a little bit more professional. So, yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that's not professional, but like for my personal sanity, I don't like to text people all the time. You know, I like to keep things in email. So, for sure, I think when you're so focused on that, like specific, like I'm gonna be your third wheel, or like you sure. know. I think that is a little cliche. And if that's you, that's great. Do it. But I, yep. I think there are other approaches to being connectable where you don't have to sacrifice your personality. Like if you're an introvert, then mm-hmm. maybe don't say that. Cause I know I'm an introvert and like, that's not, that's not me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so good. And I think it comes back to just finding what your secret sauce is and actually pressing into that because I know that there are certain people where their secret sauce is like being the bestie photographer, for example. And there's other things like that um, that I find like 
just almost like these, again, these, they can be kind of like cliches in the photography industry, especially, um, where I think a lot of people feel like they have to adopt them in order to be any sort of successful. But Mm -hmm. then when you come back to it, you're like, you know, I don't really know if that's like absolutely the best thing for my brand. And I don't know if that's really aligned with what I do. Like I was even talking to somebody in my DMs today and basically we were talking about client gifts. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, basically this person was saying, you know, like I don't really do client gifts. That's not really my thing. And I remember just messaging them and I was like, I just so resonate with that because it's not that I don't do client gifts. Like I do do client gifts, but I will say my client gifts are not, uh, like basically you get this giant branded box sent to yeah. you and you get like all this like swag in the box and then you get like all these like vintage candles and then you get like this like big I don't know like confetti springing out or I don't know like I just do not do that and right to be honest with you this is just like the way I'm wired I am not a gifts person at all like when if a photographer were to if I were to hire a photographer for my wedding and then they were to give me a gift that was like all said and done, like about 200 bucks worth, I would genuinely, I mean, like I should feel like, oh, that's so nice of them. But I'm just going to be honest with you. I would genuinely be like, uh, I feel like I almost <laughs> would have rather add like that much taken out of my total. Package, I don't know. Please, is, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> is that like terrible of me to say? Like, I genuinely am just not a gift person. Like my wife yeah. is, but I'm not. Right. And no, that's not, that's not bad. And I think you saying that actually, uh, makes me think of something interesting that maybe some people listening can start implementing, but you talking about, about, I'm not a gifts person. Um, but maybe the 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 person, the next client client is a gifts person. Right. So it's, 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 it's almost important to create like a custom experience experience based on how your clients feel love. So literally literally something you can do is send a questionnaire when someone books you, send them a questionnaire questionnaire and try to figure out, try to figure out all the details. One of those questions, questions, ask, how do you receive love? Is it gifts? Is it acts of service? Is it words? Whatever. Because if they're a words person during their session or during their wedding, hype them up. Like that, like that's going to be huge. Like make mental, mental notes. I said mental. I said mental. Make, <laughs> me, make mental make notes mental of like, notes of how do they receive do they love? They receive so love? client gifts, maybe you just send that to the people who like receiving gifts. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's like special, like you're, you know, favoring one person over the other, but that's just something to think about. Like you can be the best photographer for everyone when you're actually making it about them and not so much about you. Because I don't like client gifts either, but there, there's got to be someone who receives them that absolutely loves them. So right. is, it, is it worth it for me to send the client gift so that they feel loved versus I'm like, well, they're not going to feel anything, so I'm not going to send it. But right. like maybe they will feel something. I just don't know. You know what I mean? So you have yeah. to figure it out. Absolutely. I fully agree. I actually... I have that in my questionnaire. I say like, hey, what are your... Um, I say, what are your love languages of like, I think the four or the five. And then Mm -hmm. whenever they tell me it is so much more helpful. Like if they're like, put it this way, like if they're a quality time person, I know that like arriving any sort of late to anything is going to be like a no, no. Or if they are like a words person, I already know, like I want to write them a really nice note to the couple. And just so they have that on the, at the end, or, you know what I mean? Like if they're an acts of service person, just like, 
always be asking them, is there anything I can do for you? Even like the day, the morning of like, Hey, can I pick up something from you? Can I grab like, I don't know, some random thing you guys forgot or something like that, because then it is much more like a customized experience instead of just being right. like, here's a gift that you didn't want. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I think I think that'd be much better. But also like if you really feel like going the extra mile, send a gift, write a note, show up early, you know, like yep. hype them up while you're shooting and then you should have happy clients, right? Yep, absolutely. Exactly. There you go. So question, um, more so kind of like in the branding sphere. So how does branding, and I know these two terms, I feel like are always like interweaved with each other, but I do think they are different a little bit. Um, How does branding and marketing go hand in hand for you? And then how do you utilize marketing to promote your brand or build your brand? Yeah. So branding is going to set the tone for your marketing. Um, Branding is the root of it it all. And marketing is how you get the word out about your brand, Mm -hmm. right? So marketing is spreading the word. Branding is like the identity of your brand. So it all all starts with your brand. Like that, that, that's ultimately the most important thing. Um, You can market something amazingly, but like if there's no product it's not going to work. You know, like if it's not a good product, it's not going to work. So I think when it comes to branding and marketing, um, I I kind of have to think like, okay, what is my goal in all of this in marketing? What is my goal? You know, to to book more wedding clients or to get more mentorships or whatever. Um, And then from there, I'm like, okay, that's my goal. Now I'm going to go market it. Um, Mm -hmm. But it it starts with like, what is my goal as a business? Like, what is my brand first? Mm -hmm. And then you kind of have to go out and market it. You know, it's it's definitely like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Mm -hmm. Branding definitely came first. Or should come first. And then marketing should come second. I don't actually know which, you know, chicken or the egg. That was kind of bad. (laughs) That's why it's a phrase because like, there's no answer. But like, there actually is an answer to this. Branding comes first. Marketing is what you do to get the word out about your brand, basically. Yep, absolutely. And even like, I think a lot of people get tripped up sometimes because they invest so much in marketing, like even in like paid ads. And they kind of forget that you have to have the branding in place before you can actually, or even like not only branding, but also like your sales funnel in place before you can actually um, jump into that marketing. Because sometimes the marketing, you will just like, if you get people in your uh, funnel, for lack of a better term, um, and by funnel, I just mean like if you get people in your kind of sales process, um, if you get people in there, but then they stop, at like the same speed bump every time and they're getting Mm -hmm. like hung up at something, then it's like fundamentally your marketing isn't doing a whole lot for you. So if you get that branding correct and you get your sales process correct, um, then all that marketing is going to actually flow into sales. Right. And I feel like your brand overflows into every single area. Like your brand overflows into your client communication, you know, like into your emails. It overflows into how you talk to people on the phone. Like Mm -hmm. your, your branding is everything about your all of it together yeah. and then also it spills out and is reflected in everything that you do as well yeah um so I, f- I feel like that that's like why the branding is so important like you said like you can't market and then like have no brand and I almost yeah. feel like having a good brand is good marketing in itself like if someone really loves your brand and they're you know, they love the experience that you gave them because part of your brand is a great experience, let's say. If people love that, 
they're going to go tell people about that. And that's mm-hmm. marketing in, in and of itself. So it's mm-hmm. like, sometimes your brand is enough for marketing. Like there are mm-hmm. so many businesses based on word of mouth. Yeah. Like think exactly. about like these random old businesses that still exist. It's like, how yeah. are you still in business? Well, because my grandma's, my grandma's, grandma's favorite yeah. business. And now my, all my not, sons and nephews all use it. It's like, yeah. Like it's crazy. Like it, once you just get that ball rolling, like it just never stops. So it's like, Sometimes you don't even need marketing because mm-hmm. the best marketing is your brand. That's yeah. just kind of a thought to put out there. Exactly. And and I don't you think that, because you even talk about word of mouth, don't you think that there's kind of a dimension of, you know, we always think of our brand and we, we think of like our website and we think of like our social media accounts and we think of like our images or something like that. But mm-hmm. don't you think there's something to be said about just like our brand in person and like what it's uh-huh. like interacting with you as a person anytime you're working with somebody? You know what I mean? Not just like, oh, you know, did I get good images back? But like just like a, an overall brand as a whole, like how did they carry themselves at the wedding? Like how did they speak to people who attended your wedding? Like all of that kind of stuff. Don't you think that yeah. kind of like plays into it as well? Yes, like 1000%. I have to say a huge part of my brand is not me. It is Charlie. This man is <laughs> doing the work for me. He talks to every like every single guest. He's always best friends with the bride's mom. Like That's amazing. He, like the groomsmen love him. Like one time he got <laughs> shouted out in the best man speech. Like the best man was like talking and he was like, "Yo, shout out to Charlie. He's the best." And I literally was like, I've never been shouted out before. So I think there is like a huge part of your brand comes from just like, who who are you in person? Like you yeah. can talk the talk on social media, talk the talk in emails. And if you show up and you're like very selfish, you're very rude, you're very like, I don't know, typical, like stereotypical rude photographer, like you're not getting good reviews. No matter right. how good your sales process is, no matter how good the whole beginning part of it is, if in person it sucks, yeah, it's gonna suck for them. Like that—that that is the end of it all. And I, one of the the things that I wrote down actually for key mistakes photographers are making um, is not focusing on your clients' needs. Or wait, yeah, not cl- not focusing on your clients' needs, but trying to like focus on you, making right. it about you. Like, oh, how can I get the best Instagram worthy shot at my sure. wedding? Or um, how can I make sure that I get my food first? Like, yeah, there comes a point where it's like. It is about your client. Like they paid you probably an outrageous amount of money to be there. Yeah. So it's about them. And like that, that is like the the brand is literally selflessness. Like that, yeah. that's the brand that every single photographer should have in place is mm-hmm. selflessness. That that is a universal like brand for everyone. So yep, that's absolutely true. And I think it really it comes back. Like it comes back to people when you are self selfless and when you actually like serve people above and beyond. Like it's going to come back to you and it it might not come back in the way that you think it is, but like people know people and things like if you treat someone so well and you never thought in a million years that like that was going to repay you. And I'm not saying just to do it so you get repaid, but just the fact that like there are people who are going to know somebody else who knows somebody else. And like, you never know what could happen if you treat someone right. No, it's so true. I just had um, an email this morning that I got from one of my bride's moms. And she was like, hey, when you get a set, can you call me? And I was like, oh gosh, like I am so nervous. So I call her and she's like, I just wanted to say like, we have the best experience working Aww. with you. Like 
you were just like the best to work with, blah, 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 blah. She was like, if you ever need, like, if someone's on the fence about booking you, give them my number and oh, I will convince word. them to work with you. I was like, oh, okay, I'm not new, doing so that. But like, sweet. I know it's literally so nice. And it's like, you just never know the impact that you're going to make, even not just on your couple, but on like, the family members. And yeah. like, if you, let's say you do like, I don't know, like a family shoot, like not just on the parents, but the kids or like, mm-hmm. I don't know if, if you have a couple shoot and like the cousin comes along to watch their dog or something yeah. like so those are the people that you also need to focus on because yep. they have just as big of an impact as the couple or as the, the client themselves. Yep. Absolutely. That's such a good point. Like some people, I, like I always see people like ripping on like that one guest or something at the wedding. And I'm always <laughs> like, I always try to be like super above and beyond for everybody. I mean, if someone's being directly rude to me, then I, that's a different story. But you know, right. if someone's just like wanting to talk to me, like there's this one guy who was like, it was like an uncle Joe situation. He was just like talking my ear off for like 30 minutes at a reception. And I don't know, like I didn't mind it at all. He had like great yeah. stories. Like, I yeah. don't know why everybody like, I don't know. <laughs> I think you can really make an impact on the randomest people. Also, no, I need to hear more about <laughs> Charlie. Um, <laughs> is he like, is he like your extroverted, like second person? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Charlie is, um, first of all, he has a mustache and that is like the bro thing. Like the mustache gets him into any <laughs> social setting. Like it doesn't matter what type of person it is. It's always like, yo, bro, cool mustache. And then that's Charlie's in. That's um, so he, real. He is a very social. He um, obviously he's good at taking photos as well, but um, he does focus a lot on the relationship side of things where I am more like timeline oriented, making sure that we're getting all the shots that we need. Yeah. Um, you, you know, that's, that's kind of my focus. Like I'm being <laughs> the boss and yeah. he's just being like, yeah, like the, the, the social, that's what he's really good at. Um, yeah. he, you know, has lots of friends and you know, I'm kind of the opposite. I kind of just have Charlie and that's it. So, um, it's, it's nice. And I get lots of questions about like working with Charlie and like what that's like. But uh-huh. I think when you're in a relationship first and like, we just work together, obviously we're married. So like we have good chemistry to mm-hmm. transition that over into a business. Like it works as well. Like it's, yeah. it's just like the dynamic of how our relationship works. Well, it also works well in photography because he's yeah. just, he's just the social butterfly and I am not. Photographers, have you ever come home from a photo shoot backed up your photos and been overwhelmed at the number of photos you have to call or select from that photo shoot, I totally know that feeling. Like we really only need a fraction of those photos. So we need an efficient system that narrows down those thousands of photos taken to the ones we actually edit and deliver. All right. So let me tell you how freaking excited I am to introduce you my go-to photo culling software, Narrative Select. Narrative Select is the calling app of my dreams and truly is everything I didn't even know I even needed in a calling software. Its incredibly intuitive interface allows me to seamlessly and quickly import my photos, sort them by capture time, gives me AI ratings on photos, checks for focus, open eyes without even having me to check, and my favorite feature, the close-up side panel that auto-zooms on faces so I never even have to. By the way, yes, I have tried other calling apps out there, and Narrative Select is my top choice and the one I naturally keep coming back to. I can't tell you how much time and honestly brain power that Narrative Select saves me, and it even gets better. 
You can even use Narrative Select for free. So you actually have nothing to lose here. So head down to the Narrative Select link in the show notes of this episode to have your own culling workflow absolutely revolutionized. That's amazing though. I love that. I feel like whenever I bring my wife, Kayla, she often functions as that. And Mm -hmm. she definitely is like, like sometimes I'll be at a photo shoot and she'll just be like talking with them. And then I'll have to like zone back in because I'm like, oh, I was just like totally in creative mode for a second and like yeah. <laughs> zoned out for a second. Um, and like, okay, I'm coming back. But it's seriously so, so helpful sometimes to have that second person there, um, especially when you're working with couples too, because sometimes it can be more fun to like interact with another couple than just yeah. one person. So I love that. That's, that's so, that's so incredible. And especially like if you have the groomsmen on your side, because sometimes groomsmen can be a struggle at weddings. I'm willing to say that. So yes. if you get them like kind of honed in. <laughs> yep. I will say groomsmen don't listen to me. They listen to Charlie. And I'm like, all right, Charlie, wrangle your boys, get them yeah. together. Like get them to look at me and smile. <laughs> um, it's funny because I feel like it's hard to, be in the creative mindset, but also in the social mindset. I think that's a, a really um that's a really big gift and that's a skill. And I mm-hmm. don't I think I'm still working on that because like there's a huge part of a session where it's like talking to your couple and just like getting to know them and making them feel comfortable, but also getting really good creative cool photos for them. Right. And I feel like when I'm trying to think creatively, like I'm like shut up. Like yeah. let me just like figure this out. Like Hold yeah. on. So I think it is either nice to have a second person or to like be able to channel like all right, social now, creative now. You know, yeah. I don't I don't know. I think it's still something that I'm trying to figure out how to do both. Yeah, no, I love it. I'm definitely still in that like gosh, I got to keep refining that skill. <laughs> um yes. so social media marketing cuz you're all over social media and I feel like I will be perfectly honest with you, I sometimes look at your social media and I'm just like I don't know how she does it all. So like, I don't know, why is it important to you? And what are the, what are the benefits you've seen from social media marketing? Yes. So um, it's important to me because right now, social media is how you reach new people. That is how you book clients. So for me, someone that wants to book clients, <laughs> I prioritize social media. Um, obviously, there's word of mouth. That's another way to book clients. But... Um, I find that I like social media. Um, I have a love-hate relationship um, because there, you are never caught up. On social mm-hmm. media, you are always behind. You can batch you know, for the next week all of your content. You're still going to feel behind because when that week is up, guess what? More content to me. Yep. Um, so... Um, that's one of like the things that I think is hard for me. Um, I struggle with anxiety and I'm one of those people that really has a hard time shutting off my work brain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'll be laying in bed at night and I'm like, oh, I have a, an idea. And I'm yeah. like, Cassidy, like go to bed. Like yeah. what is wrong with you? So I, I think like that, that's one of the things that's hard about it. But um, I do see a lot of benefits of investing in social media. And like when I say investing, like, Investing your time and energy and, you know, making it work. One of the things that is beneficial, more bookings, okay? Especially yeah. from hashtags. Um, I have found that pairing reels and hashtags is like my secret sauce. Like yeah. it just works. I have booked so many people from reels. It's insane. From TikTok, 
at this point, I don't think people find me from feed posts anymore. Genuinely, I yeah. think people find me from TikToks and Reels. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely one of the benefits. Another thing is I think when you are f- forcing yourself to post more consistently on social media and create more content, I do think that it increases your confidence in your brand. It almost like... It's like the more you practice, the better you're... The better you are at it, you know? Absolutely. So like... The the more that you are talking in front of the camera and all of those different things, I feel like there's just an increased confidence for me. And that's a huge benefit. Like it, yeah. Like I said, I'm an introvert. So the fact that I'm doing all this on social media, I think has definitely um helped that side of me. Yeah. Um I think it helps you understand your clients better. So when you are active on social media and you know you are active on reels and you just you just are taking notes of like trends and stuff like that. I definitely think it helps you understand what your clients like, what they don't like, um, you know, just with the reels that are trending or I don't know, just the different... Like the content that does well for you and the content that that doesn't do well. Um, And I would say the biggest benefit is connection. I think social media helps you foster a better connection. um, And it's almost like you are fostering a connection before they even reach out to you. So it's like you have right. warm leads before they're even in your inbox. So sure. I find that a lot of the people that come into my inbox that fill out the form on my website are basically ready to book because I've done all the work beforehand by just warming them up to my brand on social media. So I would say... I just went through a whole list. But those benefits are just... It's like you got you got to do social media. Like there's The benefits definitely outweigh the negatives. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, oh my goodness, you just gave so much. I just like don't even know how to respond because it's all so good. Um, So the first thing I guess I want to talk about is like, I love when you talk about the fact that it's basically like a way to almost practice your brand. And it's almost a way to, uh, I don't know, like discover what is connecting. And I think that's so incredibly true because... There is like, obviously, there's like this big thought or this big, um, uh, this thing that's always spoken about, which is just like, be yourself, be yourself, be yourself, be yourself. And especially on social media, right? Which is like such a good thing to say. But what's so interesting about that is like, I find that like, yes, I am very much so myself on social media, but I am also like, I guess like in the best way I can put this I'm also like building a brand of myself, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. So there is a there, there's a part of me that on my reels, like I'm creating a character, like almost like a caricature of who I really am. Yeah. And it's like, it's definitely like uh sometimes it's a goofier side of me or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. but it's like it def I don't I don't know if I'm making any sort of sense. But there's there's a dimension where maybe you can like discover what are these key pillars of your brand and even brand personality by seeing how it connects uh, and gets traction online. Is this making any sense? No, it does make sense. And I think it's also important to note that when you are creating content for social media, not just creating content to go viral, right. um, you know, there... Going viral is great, but you have to do it with intentionality. Otherwise, 
it does nothing for you other than maybe gain you some followers. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like that's not going to pay your bills. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, and when, when you mentioned building like a character, it, I feel like it's so true. Like there are certain sides of you that you show on social media and certain sides that you don't, right? Like you're yeah. not going to show yourself having, you know, just a complete breakdown. Like that's not <laughs> probably something you're going to post on social media. But I think when you are just like, okay, I want to build a photography brand. I don't know where to start. You got yourself. That is where you start. Yeah. You know, you you start by just like posting about yourself, but also incorporating your photography into it, telling a story. Like right now, that's where social media is. Storytelling, being yourself. And mm-hmm. from there, you're, you'll kind of figure out like what you like, what you don't like. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I've discovered that I... Feel like there's a lot of relatable things I've gone through that other photographers can relate to. So I feel like that's a huge part of my brand. Like, you know, things like that, you'll start to figure out as you continue posting. But the key to it all is you have to start posting. You have to start showing your face and being authentic and being yourself because if you don't, you're never going to know how it's going to turn out. Like, you just never know. Yep. And you have to do it a lot, I think, in order to get any sort of data back before you can actually, before you can actually kind of like refine, okay, this is what my voice is going to be on here. You have to like put enough out so that you can get like, okay, I got a flop video here. And frankly, I got like five videos that flopped and then I got one good one. And that one was the one that really like hit people and they had high impact, not just views, by the way, because some, some of the highest impact videos aren't always like the highest viewed. Um, And then just to actually see like, what's actually gaining traction. Also, funny, because when you say that you're an introvert, I think a lot of people would be like surprised at that because I feel like everyone thinks that fundamentally every person who has like a good amount of following on Instagram or who shows up a lot on Instagram or TikTok is like automatically like this extrovert, like over the top, Uh, personality. And what's so funny about that is I don't think that's necessarily the case. Like I think for me, like I get very intimidated by large, large groups of people. Um, But when I am speaking to my phone, I literally, for some reason, it's not intimidating to me. I mean, I think it used to be, but it's really not anymore because it's almost like it just feels like I'm speaking to one person. (laughs) I don't know. You know, it's almost like you can build, you can build your personality or not build your personality, but you can like, you can almost have a different, uh, a different approach than you would to speaking. Like for me, like if I have like 25,000 followers, I'm definitely going to show up as as if I'm speaking to one person instead of like thinking of those 25,000 followers. Are you kidding me? Like, there's no way I would like freeze up (laughs) if I was in front of that many people, you know? No, it's true. I, I think when you're posting on social media, it's more of getting past yourself. It's not getting past the number because at the end of the day, it's a video on your phone. Like you're not meeting these people in person. So, you know, it's it's not as scary as going and talking to all of you know, if you're if your reel gets fifteen thousand views, it's not like you go and do that reel in front of 15,000 people. It's like, okay, it popped up on their feed and 15,000 people watched it. There's a huge difference. So yeah, I think like the intimidation factor goes away when it's on your phone. And it just goes to show like when you are an introvert or an extrovert or whatever, like you, (laughs) you can't put yourself in a box, you know, like 
you you can be an introvert and you can do something. You can be an extrovert and you can do something. Right. You could be the bestie photographer and make an impact. You could be not the bestie photographer and make an impact. Mm-hmm. Like there is a space for everyone. The competition goes away when you make your brand so unique that there is no longer anyone else like you. Exactly. Right? Like that, that is where it all starts. Like there are no boxes, there are no dimensions. It is a big, it's a big, vast space for everyone. Yeah, exactly. You, like you, there's no competition for yourself. You are right. it. Right, exactly. <laughs> you so are your real. competition. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, okay, you run like Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest. I think even YouTube. Is that is that yes. true? Or those yeah. are the rumors? That's true. Yeah. So, how? How do you <laughs> juggle that all? I I probably do... I mainly do Instagram. I feel like I try to stay consistent on TikTok, but most of what TikTok is, is like, it's what I've already kind of purposed for Instagram. And I've just gotten to the point where I don't even touch Pinterest anymore because I I don't get sales from it. I don't get leads from it. I think I've gotten a couple, but like um, not enough to warrant like still putting my time to it. So Mm -hmm. first of all, like, how do you juggle it all? And secondly, do you find that they all kind of, do they all funnel back to actual sales? Yeah. So um, how do I juggle it all? One, I do have a virtual assistant. <laughs> so yes. that definitely helps. Um, there are some things that I enjoy doing and some things I don't enjoy doing. Pinterest yeah. is something I don't enjoy because I feel like it is just so mundane, but it is so impactful. So I found that hiring someone to do it for me was a worthwhile investment because I am getting leads from it. My mindset and my thought process in it all is there is a different audience to be booking from on every single platform, right? Mm. So the people that are on TikTok are completely different, you know, age and completely different mindset than the people that are on Instagram and on Instagram reels. Right. And then the people that are on YouTube, they're so different than the people that are on Pinterest. And I think every platform serves its own purpose. So for me, TikTok is um, the big reach. That is how I get people just at the top of my funnel. Then I find if you are a little bit more invested, like as you're like, oh, I like your content. Maybe I want to go follow her somewhere else. Then I find people find me on Instagram. Then I get the people on YouTube and my podcast. Those mm-hmm. are those are the people that are um, you know lifelong. Like they are very invested in my brand. And I, it's the same for me too. Like I find people on TikTok, then I go to their Instagram, and then I'm listening to their podcast, and I'm like, I need your content in my life. I cannot live yeah. without you. You know, like so for me, that's kind of how it goes. But it's like. I can't have that funnel if I'm not putting content on those platforms, right? And then Pinterest, like I said, is its own thing and it's my virtual assistant. Um, But I do find that Pinterest helps with SEO. How do I do it all? Okay, to answer your question. One, virtual assistant. Two, I batch my content, batch my days. So I schedule myself. Today is a day I'm doing this. Today is a day I'm doing this. Three, a huge thing for me is reusing content. So the stuff that I'm creating for my podcast, I'm also putting on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff that I'm creating for my podcast, I can put on Reels and I can put on TikTok. What I'm creating for TikTok, I can put on Reels. Um, what I'm creating for TikTok and Reels, I can put on Pinterest. What I'm creating for my YouTube, I can put on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. All of it is reusable. Yep. You know, as long as you like just basically keep your files, like yeah. you can reuse it. So even reusing um, 
ideas and concepts as well. Like it doesn't just have to be reusing the same video. It could be reusing just the idea that you had in a video once. Like you can reuse that content again. Um, And another thing that I do is I plan my content beforehand. So I'm not like stuck brainstorming all day. Like brainstorming for me is like a week-long process where I do it like here and there whenever an idea pops up. And then once I have enough stuff, then I go and batch it all. So I think like Mm -hmm. just prioritizing it because for me, social media is a huge part of my business. So I need to prioritize it. I need to make sure I'm making content. And so, you know, you just kind of do it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so interesting. You're inspiring me because I recently just told my VA to like stop creating Pinterest. I mean, creating for Pinterest. (laughs) Cause I was like, honestly, I just don't know if I'm getting a lot of leads from there. And for me, I'm more of like a quality over quantity approach because I'm like, okay, if I have something that's really producing, I want to really press into that. Um, But that's like definitely very expanding for me because then I'm like, okay, um, you actually see some growth off of Pinterest and actual sales off Pinterest. Um, So that does make me very uh, intrigued and it challenges me to see if I should actually kind of dig in deeper there. And I think when it comes to Pinterest... um, Pinterest is one of those things that it's like, it feels so mundane. But once you have one pin that hits, it is so worth it. Pins to me are equivalent to SEO because pins last two, three, four years. Very true. Compared to an Instagram reel, a week. A TikTok, maybe two two weeks. Yeah. You know, YouTube video, that's a little bit longer. The pin is like the longest performing thing that I've ever seen. And it's like magical almost. And if you can get in with the right keywords and like use it for very location specific things, I really feel like you can thrive. Um, There, for example, this girl I had on on my podcast, her name's Nicole Kirshner or Nikki Kirshner. She gets all of her bookings from Pinterest. And I always tell people about her. I always show them her page. Because she's like a Pinterest star. She's like Pinterest famous. And she gets all of her bookings from there. I'm like, this is insane. Like you don't have to focus on anything else. So that also shows though, if you do find that Instagram works and that's where you get all of your bookings and you're booked out, like you don't Mm -hmm. need to do Pinterest. But if you are trying to like broaden things, maybe not putting all your eggs in one basket just in Mm -hmm. case something does happen to Instagram or TikTok or whatever, those other platforms are like a good idea. I usually tell people like try two platforms, get really, really good at those two. In case something happens to one, at least you'll have the other. For sure. Now, are you doing... This is kind of like a tactical question, but like, do you like to press more into... uh, I don't even know what I'd call them, but like static image pins or just the idea pins? Right now, idea pins are what does well. Static images are not really... They're not really hitting so right here's, now. So here's where I struggle though with the idea pins is that idea pins, I can't like funnel them anywhere. Like there's no link. That's okay. If someone likes it enough, they can go to your profile and see your website link. Yeah, Yes, you can't link your website. But I think in the long run, if someone is like, oh, Nate shot at my venue and I see the photos of the venue here. Let me go on his profile. Oh, perfect. Here's his website. Oh, I'm going to fill out his form and get in contact with him. You know, yeah. it's like... There are ways as long as you're linking in your profile. You yeah. know, it's it's it, people are not stupid. Like they they can book you yeah. if they want to book you. They know how to get there. They're they're yeah. it's not rocket science. We are yeah, all that's so FBI agents. Like we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so true. And if they're on if they're on Pinterest, 
I think a lot of times the difference between like, well, Instagram is kind of becoming more e-commerce, but I think a lot of times Pinterest, people already have their credit card out. (laughs) That's true. And what I like to tell a lot of people too is Pinterest is sitting ducks of people getting married. Basically, everyone on Pinterest is getting married. What's the first thing you do when you get engaged? You make a Pinterest board. You share it with everyone. Okay. So what if those first pins that you're seeing are of a wedding photographer who's shooting like the type of vibe that you want. And like, you're looking up Michigan weddings and like your stuff is popping up. Mm -hmm. Like that's huge. Like you are hitting them at an ideal point. And it's like your ideal client is there. They're waiting. You just need Mm -hmm. to go get them. Yeah, exactly. No, I love that. That's so good. Um, Plus it's a place that I think a lot of people don't press into. And so it creates an opportunity. It's a huge opportunity for sure. Um, Okay. So closing question for you today. So I want to know what's something that you are like super passionate about now. And I want you to answer this first, like personally, so it could be anything. It could be like, I just got my dog a new coat (laughs) or amazing. And then also number two, professionally, what's something you're super passionate about or excited for? Okay. So obviously, like all the other answers I gave you, I have lots of things that I want to say for each Give one. Us I'm the list. Same real quick. Okay. Yes, it's literally a list. One, I love it. Personally, so start personally. I am obsessed with travel recently. I think everyone is. I'm just yeah. living for summer travel. Two, just started Survivor. I've never watched it before in my life. Um, that's, is that current? I, I have it, no idea. I'm just watching whatever's on Netflix. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So I don't think so, but it's freaking good anyway. You're like, um, it's 90s reruns. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not because there's people that are social media managers. Okay, so definitely I'm like, okay. not 90s. <laughs> yes, this is definitely at least a little bit more current. Um, three, matcha. I will always be obsessed with matcha. Hmm. Four, hot girl walks, hot girl summer. Sorry, Nate. It's just a thing. Hey, just like, I, it is I happening. do the same thing. They're not hot girl, okay. but I still take my walks. Okay, perfect. Um, five, Haley Bieber. For some reason, I'm just like, I need more Haley content. And then six, podcasts. Like, mm. I just, I love a good podcast. And that's why, like, I love going on people's podcasts and like putting out my own episodes because I'm like, I just want to listen to more podcasts. When I right. run out of episodes, I'm like, so sad. So, same. And the exact same way, especially for editing for some reason. Like, yes. if I have a good podcast it will get me through. Right. <laughs> like, but like music just doesn't do it. I'm no, like, I know. Like, I'm are... like, am I 80? Because music just is not hitting as hard for me anymore. <laughs> it's not. And it's like only th- like a three minute long song. I'm like, seriously, you couldn't make it like 10 or 15 <laughs> minutes. Like for real. <laughs> exactly. That's so true. <laughs> to, uh, at Taylor Swift, all too well, 10 minute version. Oh, for real. That is the one song I'm like, repeat, go. Oh my word. That is amazing. I love that. So were those your personal and professional or were those just no, personal? That was just personal. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk professional. Professional. One, social media. I have always been obsessed with social media, but it's just, it's so fun. I think social media is something I'm always going to be obsessed with. Two, film inspired edits and direct flash. They're like giving me life right now. Oh, amen. Um, and I, I think I'm at this like pivot point in my business where I'm like questioning my style and I'm like, who am I? How do I shoot? How do I want to shoot? And it's like, I'm feeling this film vibe right now. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing that is really inspiring me. And then another thing I'm really passionate about is just outsourcing. Like, mm-hmm. especially in the summer, I'm like, y'all, we got outsource. Yes. Like you gotta, you gotta have your pool day if you want it. Like, let's yeah. not be stuck in our business so much that we 
literally burn out this summer. Like, outsource. I love that. And it's like, we have so many areas that we can outsource. And we have so many people who are ready and willing to do the outsourcing for us. Like I even, let's literally where, it's funny you say that because that's exactly where I'm at in life right now is I am not like, I have so many things that I really want to do, but I've just like made a promise to myself. Like you cannot pursue anything new until you have like much more just expendable time at your disposal because you outsourced. And right. so like, I'm already starting to feel it now because I've gotten so much outsourced. I'm like, oh, I'm getting my life back. And it's so freeing. It <laughs> but is. It's, it's, it takes a second to set up, but like, it's so worth it. It really is. And it's just like outsourcing the things that you cannot stand, like outsource it. Like if there's something that you're like, oh my gosh, I'm dreading doing this. Yeah. Then don't do it. Like yep. have someone else do it. Like you don't have to do everything. Like we are not built to do everything. Like we're not specialists in literally every single area, you know. Exactly. Like, also random, what's your what what's some of your favorite podcasts? I want to know. I like love ooh. hearing people's favorites. Yes. So I am a true crime girly. So I am crime junkie, um, morbid, murder with my husband, something was wrong. Those are like four true crime podcasts I always listen to listen to. Um, what we said is like a girly, fun, like BFF chat podcast. I always listen to that one's fun. I think that's basically it though. I don't think I listen to anything besides true crime and like, you know, business stuff. I don't really listen to, I mean, there, there's this one podcast called my first million, which I think is a very interesting, like, um, it, it's two guys and they kind of sound like ESPN announcers. So it kind of, oh I'm kind of like, eh. but they, they have really good concepts. Um, and that's kind of like more of my business side, um, that I like to listen to. Yeah. Plus they put out a lot of content, which yeah. I think is just really important for podcasts in general. So yeah, those See, are yeah, some of the best podcasts. I'm always like, why am I listening? Like, any other any other time or circumstance, I would never listen to this podcast. But like, what they're giving is actually really valuable. <laughs> yeah, you know it's what I mean. True. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? It might sound like I'm listening to ESPN, but it's fine. Like, I will get through it because it's good content. You <laughs> it's know? worth it. Yeah. So, where can we find you online if anybody doesn't yet follow you yet? Yes. So on Instagram, I am Cassidy Lynn and that's with an E at the end. So Cassidy Lynn with an E. Um, and then TikTok, Cassidy Lynn photo. I'm pretty sure from there you can find me everywhere else. I do have a podcast as well called Oh Shoot. And yeah. that's on Spotify and all the other things. So yeah. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so, 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 so much, Cassidy, for jumping on. I feel like you just dropped so much value for people and I think people are going to absolutely love it. So you're the absolute best and hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. 